which a portion is found in Psalms 37, verses 5 to 11, which I will now read from the New King James Version. Psalms 37, verse 5 to verse 11. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust also in Him, and He shall bring it to pass. He shall bring forth your righteousness as the light, and your justice as the noonday. Rest in the Lord, and wait patiently for Him. Do not fret because of Him who prospers in His way, because of the man who brings wicked schemes to pass, cease from anger and forsake wrath. Do not fret. It only causes harm. Verse 9. For evildoers shall be cut off. But those who wait on the Lord, they shall inherit the earth, yet, or for yet, a little while, and the wicked shall be no more. Indeed, you will look carefully for their place, but it shall be no more. Verse 11, but the meek shall inherit the earth, and shall delight themselves in the abundance of you may recall that when we met last week on this line, we began speaking about six pieces of advice necessary for a healthy relationship with God, with yourself, and with others. We were able, because of time, to touch on just three of the six, and these three were found at the beginning of verse 1, the beginning of verse 3, and the beginning of verse 4 of Psalms 37. The words of advice were, fret not, trust in the Lord, delight yourself in the Lord. And for today's message, we will identify the next three mentioned in verses 5, 7, and 8. One, commit thy way unto the Lord. Two, rest in the Lord. And three, cease from anger and forsake wrath. These sound like very straightforward 
the Lord and he shall give you the desires of your heart. He will place good desires in your heart if you delight yourself in him. If you are excited, happy, and joyful, and uh, willing to participate in his work, in his way, in his love, he will give you good desires in your heart. He will cause you, or cause your heart to desire just the good. He will cause you to desire what is good and what is best for you. Now the Word tells us to commit these good thoughts and these God-inspired ideas and desires to God. By committing, we are to understand, we must rule them over on Him. We must repose those ideas on Him. As happens, when you crumble a sheet of paper containing information, you don't want, uh, uh, you don't need any longer or information you don't want to remain before your eyes. When you cast that crumpled piece of paper into the flaming fire, you can no more retrieve it. And if you do, it will be in such a form that is unrecognizable and indecipherable, it is transformed, completely transformed. That is what we must do with our ways, our dreams, our ambitions. Rule them over on Jesus. Cast them upon him as into a flaming furnace. And when he is through with them, what a change comes about. His touch makes a big difference as in the case of the five barley loaves and the two small fishes. In the hand of the master, the process of multiplication and transformation took place. And so it will be when you cast your cares upon the Lord, when you roll your cares on Him, He will transform those cares and make them acceptable, palatable, and desirable, and manageable for you. Commit that plan to God. That idea that was swirling around in your mind, decree you have been musing over. Roll it over on him and watch him do his miracle for you. Trust him to do a work with what you roll over on him or what you roll upon him. He shall certainly bring it to pass. You have been fighting and struggling with that burden for too long. You have been carrying that load for too long. 
required to march around Jericho for six days in utter silence. Joshua chapter 6 and verse 10. And there is a time to keep silent as well as a time to speak. The verse is Ecclesiastes chapter 3 and verse number 7. That verse counsels us in this. A time to speak and a time to be si or remain silent. Rest in the Lord. Be silent. Be still and discover His power, His wisdom, His strategic working. Moses was facing a desperate situation in uh, Exodus chapter 14 and verse number 13. Pharaoh his chariots, his horses were on the gallop to bring back over three million slaves who for a moment who momentarily had tasted the breath and the fresh air of freedom. We find Moses telling his charge to Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. There is a scripture that says somewhere, Be still and know that I am God. Yes, it sounds like 46 and about verse number 10. And another scripture says, In quietness and confidence shall be your strength. Isaiah chapter 30 and verse number 15 in returning and rest the prophet says shall be your strength to rest does not mean to become unconcerned about the situation it is just that you you have learned to turn the situation over to, your, to the able manager, the capable manager, the Lord Jesus Christ himself, the Lord of hosts. While you are trusting and not worrying, he is organizing and working things out his way, which is always the best way. Let us rest in the Lord. Let us turn it over to him. Do not allow the seeming success of the wicked or the ungodly to unsettle you. Just patiently wait on the Lord. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. Leave the trouble to the Lord. And really, it is no trouble at all to him. He can handle anything that comes away. Yes, and he can handle anything that comes in the way of this whole wide world. You and I are encouraged and counseled to rest in the Lord. Psalm 37 and 7. And the final piece of advice God has for each one of us is cease from anger. Cease 
it had to desist from such, not to allow passion to, to, to run to the point where it is out of control. We have heard of righteous indignation. Yes, we have. At one time, even our master became deeply distressed over the hardness of the heart in the religious leaders of the day when they took offense over a man being healed on the Sabbath day. Read the account in Mark chapter 3 and verse number 5. The scriptures say, Jesus looked at them with anger, being grieved for the hardness of their hearts. This may be rightly classified as being filled with righteous indignation, angry for or toward a godly cause. We should be angry at sin. In Ephesians 4 and 26, we are counseled against allowing our anger to lead us into sin. If you do get angry, you must stop sinning in your anger. This is the rendering of Ephesians 4 and 26. Went back to Psalms 37 and 8. Be not angry and forsake wrath, we are counseled. Allowing yourself to become worked up into a rage, raging passion and anger, become, becoming infuriated, becoming incensed, extremely angry, or angry enough to think of doing harm or hurt to the victim of your ire, forsake wrath. Bible says, by deliberate choice, elect not to, and never to do any harm to the one with whom you happen to be angry. Take control of your emotions. Never let the incensed emotions take the hold of you. Danger is anger gone out of control. Refrain from anger. Abandon bitterness. It leads to harm. Cease from anger, the Bible says. God will take care of evil people and he will do so in time. He will do so, in fact, the Bible says he'll do it in a little while, a short while. The wicked shall not be. Look at verse 10. Their place will become vacant, but the meek, the teachable ones, the gentle ones, the meek, the ones who submit to the word of God, they are designated to inherit the earth and to inherit the peace of God, verse 11. So here is our list. Our to-do list. One, fret not. Two, trust in the Lord and do 
yourself in the Lord. Four, commit your way to the Lord. Five, rest in the Lord. And six, desist from anger that could lead you into sin. The Word of God is so good and so wonderful. If we look into the Word of God, the Word will guide us through life so that we could walk through this world and walk right into God's heaven. The Word of God is sufficient. It's wide enough. It's broad enough to give us the guidance we need from earth to heaven. But we want to thank God that through the years God has been faithful to us all so that today we stand amazed in the presence of Jesus the Nazarene and wonder how he could love us who were once sinners condemned and unclean. It is simply put this way. How marvelous, how wonderful, and our song shall ever be. How marvelous, how wonderful is my Savior's love for me. Thank God. He has accepted us. We came. We didn't come to him perfect. We came with our flaws. And we came with our shortcomings. But the Lord has been patient with us. And through the years, he has brought us to where we are. And I'm glad he's still working on me. And surely, he's still working on you. And every day, he's going to make us better and still better as we look to him, the author and the finisher of our faith. Let us bow our hearts before him now, shall we, Father? We thank you and we praise you for this day where we have come to realize that you have brought us a mighty long way. We do not want to forget the rock from whence we were hewn and the pit from whence we were dug. You brought us this far by faith and we know that you will lead us on to higher heights and deeper depths and greater possibilities in you. And at the end of it all, you are still a rewarder of those who seek you diligently. Bless and strengthen your people. Thank you for those whom you have touched and healed by your power. Thank you for each one you have been sustaining in their testing and in their trials. We know that the day is coming when they shall be brought out completely and victory complete victory shall be theirs. Bless this family. Bless this home. In Jesus' mighty name, and everybody said, Amen and Amen.